May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. On Good Friday, we reflect on what it means to take up our cross and follow Jesus, and this year we do that through the lens of John's Gospel. For John, more than any other evangelist, it is the Jews who are responsible for Jesus' death. In John's version, Pilate is a weak and ambivalent character who tries to avoid putting Jesus to death, but is ultimately bullied into it by the Jews. In John's account, it is clear that the Jews, unlike the Romans, should have known better. One of the many ironies in the story is how the Jews make Pilate come out to them to hear them petition for Jesus' death because they are keeping themselves pure for the Passover. So they are maintaining a ritual purity while at the same time betraying God. This betrayal reaches a climax when they declare that they have no king but Caesar. Remember that the first principle of Judaism is that the true king of Israel is always God. In other words, the main feature that set the Jews against God in John's passion was their blinkered attachment to their own tradition. It was this disordered attachment that warped their perception of Jesus into thinking that he was disrespecting, blaspheming Judaism itself, which in turn made them hostile to Jesus and caused them to seek his death. This disordered attachment happened because they, they had become identified with Judaism. In other words, there was no psychological distinction between their sense of self and their identity as Jews. This is why when Jesus challenged or stretched certain ideas within Judaism, they experienced it as a threat or an attack. This business of identification is not limited to first-century Judaism. Making a cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad is risky today, and it's not limited to religion. Try having a secular political debate on social media and see how quickly it can become hostile. That language offends me as a fill-in-the-blank. I am not a bad person. You're a bad person. The common thread here is the process of identification and attachment. I am that thing or that idea, and that thing or idea is me, and a threat to that thing or that idea or my attachment to it is therefore a threat against me. Of course, the me that identifies with things or ideas is not the true self, but the ego, a construct of psychological buffers and coping mechanisms. The ego is sensitive and aggressive when threatened. It causes us to behave reactively rather than from our best selves. It can cause us to suppress knowledge that we might find distressing. Indeed, when our ego feels threatened, we might project that threat onto some external thing or person so that we blame and scapegoat them for our own sense of insecurity. We then become liable to lash out and shut down the threat rather than accept the experience of insecurity or angst. Thus it is for the Jews in John's Gospel. Jesus unsettled 
and disturbed them. But rather than allowing God to use that disturbance to lead them into a new and more holy way of being, they doubled down on their ego attachment and moved to destroy that which they believed to be the source of their disturbance. This attitude of the Jews is held in contrast with Jesus himself. Rather than blaming and scapegoating others for his own anxieties and insecurities, Jesus deliberately and repeatedly accepts his own crucifixion as the path of God's will. So the Good Friday message for me in reflecting on John's contrast between Jesus and the Jews is that a faithful follower of Jesus must reject the ego attachment that leads to betrayal and instead embrace the way of the cross, a constant putting to death of our ego and its attachments. This putting to death of our ego attachments must include even our attachment to good and holy things, up to and especially our values and our religion. Indeed, the higher we esteem a particular value, the more justified and therefore pernicious will be our ego attachment to it. So our spiritual journey starts by turning away from the obviously sinful ego attachments—wealth, power, addictions, and the like. But if we truly follow Jesus to the end, we must detach our egos even from our Christianity itself because our ego attachment to Christianity is still, at its root, a rebellion against God. This willingness to sacrifice our ego attachment even to Christianity is essential if we are going to address the anti-Semitism in John's Passion. No gospel has contributed more to Christian anti-Semitism than John's. By making the Jews the main villains in his version of the story, John reflects an early Christian culture war against his Jewish and even Jewish Christian contemporaries. This story enshrines the Jews as the reason for Jesus' death, which sets the stage for 2,000 years of European anti-Semitism, which in turn laid the groundwork for the Holocaust and which appallingly continues to this day. In so doing, Christianity betrayed God in precisely the same way as the Jews did in John's Passion. Now let me be clear. This criticism of John's Gospel springs from the message of John's Gospel itself. If I am correct that John's gospel is tainted with anti-Semitism, it does not mean that we should run away from it or minimize it or throw it under the bus. Rather, we must allow the Holy Spirit, speaking through this gospel, to help us see implications that John himself may have missed. Furthermore, we must accept the unsettledness that this thought might raise in our hearts in order for that unsettledness to create the space for God to lead us into a new and holier way of being. This is what we might call the spirituality of crucifixion, and it is the invitation of Good Friday. The way of the cross for Christians 
is a constant commitment to recognizing our ego attachments, repenting of them, and letting them go. This is hard work. I have been committed to this principle for years, and I still get hooked, notably when people blast Christianity on social media. However justified I might be in my indignation, from a spiritual perspective, that reactiveness itself means that my ego, my fragile sense of self-worth, is still attached to my Christianity. And at some level, it reveals that I still don't actually trust that God might love me for no reason. On Good Friday, I remind myself that I need to let even that go and just be. Because if I don't, then at some level I'm still shouting for Barabbas rather than for Jesus. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Amen.